Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Matt here, hanging out with you at the West Fit Studios, Northeast Oklahoma. That's right, I'm close to home, where I'm going to be all weekend. It's crazy, a weekend off, and I have no idea. I'm already, I'm already getting a little antsy about Saturday. I don't know what to do with Saturdays off, while most people would say, yeah, just relax, it's not a big deal. Take the Saturday, enjoy it, sleep all day, whatever. Um, I get a little stir-crazy on Fridays and Saturdays. If I'm at the house, I don't really know what to do because everybody else already has plans. You know, roommate Dave's probably out doing whatever. Uh, actually, probably not this weekend. You guys, roommate Dave it has been uh, encompassed by a dose of poison ivy, and he's he's struggling this week. So he's probably not going to be doing too much. He hadn't been in the gym in a couple of weeks. So roommate Dave is uh, is struggling right now, but it's all good. Um, it's a minor, minor little little ordeal. He'll get over it. He's a tough guy. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know what to do with the weekend. So shoot me up some suggestions on what's going on around the world this weekend. Happy hump day. Hope you guys are having a good work week. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I know I had a great weekend. Uh, congratulations, Cody Teal. Big winner in Billings, Montana. Great to see him and his family this week. One of the true great, great people in western sports not just in in the pbr but in western sports and uh so happy to see him doing well again this season so happy to see all of the screenshots that you guys have been uh posting online whether it be twitter or instagram or facebook i I appreciate that guys and tagging me in it showing me that you're listening to the podcast letting me repost those so i can tell other people that look, you know what? It's real. People are actually listening to the podcast and uh, people are enjoying it. I still, you know, we're a couple of weeks removed and I'm still getting people almost every day that are texting me or calling me or DMing me, telling me about the Dan James, Brad Narducci episode and about how hard they laughed and had to pull over. And uh, man, that just makes my day. It, uh, it makes my day because people are being entertained by uh, us just getting to have fun. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of positivity in this world, and if we can bring a little bit of that and put somebody in a good mood for a little bit or make you think, more importantly, that is, that, I mean, that's such a success to me. So I appreciate all the screenshots. I appreciate the five-star reviews that you guys are doing wherever you, you know, get your podcast. I see a lot of them on iTunes. I see a lot of the reviews, and so thank you um, taking the time out to read them all. I, I really am. Um, we might start doing some giveaways with those those comments. I'll let you guys know. Speaking of giveaways, um, I'm going to do a giveaway during this podcast. And so you're going to have to listen at some point in this podcast. It might be in the middle. It might be at the end. But I'm going to tell you how to get entered in a giveaway. I'm give away some really cool prizes. So um, this week's podcast being recorded exclusively on Heil Microphones. Heil has been my microphone of choice for a long time. You know, I, I mean, I'm in the public speaking field. I talk on different microphones all the time, but Heil has been the microphone we've used on the Built Ford Tough series to unleash the beast for years and years and years in the PBR. Heil has been the go to. And now, uh, awesome to say that Heil is um, the exclusive microphone of the Matt West Now podcast. Pretty awesome. Um, speaking of Western sports, talked about Cody Teal winning in Billings, but if you are not already subscribed to Ride Pass, I want to help you out. That's right. If you are a fan of Western sports or bull riding or me or whatever it is, if you're a fan of Western sports and don't have Ride Pass, you're making a huge, huge, huge mistake. I'm going to save you a little bit of money by encouraging you to download the app at the App Store, uh, or going to RidePass.com. Now, when you sign up, use the code MATTWEST. It's all one word, M-A-T-T-W-E-S-T. I'm going to save you 10% off your annual membership. That's right, just by using my name, just for listening to this podcast. It's Matt West. It's going to save you 10% off your annual membership. So do that. If you haven't already, do it right now. It's, saved, it, it's so inexpensive and you get so much content. Not only do you get every single round of every PBR Unleash the Beast, but you're going to get the Calgary Stampede. You're going to get uh, Days of 47 Rodeo in Salt Lake City. You're going to get the Junior High 
uh, rodeo finals. You're going to get the high school finals. There, there's so much. All the WCRA content that I'm going to be involved with. Looking forward to one of those coming up here in a couple of weeks as well. So if you have not already, go to RidePass.com or get the app. Use the code MattWest. It's going to save you some money. Um, yeah, this week's podcast, Cody Webster has been a dear, dear friend of mine, and I consider Cody and Smash, his wife, two of my absolute very best friends. So um, I wanted to have them as as the first guests on this podcast way back in the day when we started this. But kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing, me and Cody, it was Sunday morning in Billings after church service, before our production meetings, and sometimes in these buildings, it's so hard to find a quiet spot to get away from everybody and, and be uninterrupted and, and be able to put together one of these podcasts. But we found a little spot. We thought it was going to work out great. About halfway through, all of a sudden, people come in the room and they start taking tables and chairs away from us. And uh, matter of fact, taking the tables right out from underneath us. But we found a way to get through. That's right. We persevered. We got through a podcast, and I think it turned out to be a really good podcast. You guys let me know what you think. And if you stick around to the end of the podcast, I'm going to do a little giveaway. But you've got to stick around to the end of the podcast to find out how to enter. So that being said, he is a national finals rodeo, a Wrangler national finals rodeo bullfighter. He's a PBR world finals bullfighter. He is a freestyle bullfighter. He is one of the greatest bullfighters of all time. He smashes husband and he's one of my best friends. His name is Cody Webster. And here's my conversation with the man himself. Here's Webster. So we found this little room kind of in the, I don't know, in the in the corner of the building. There's a really good chance that a million people come in here and ruin this podcast, but we're going to do it because I put it out in the social media world. So uh, That's a chance we're willing to take, Matt West. <laughs> it is a chance we're willing to take because it, this is important, man. I wanted you and Smash to be like the very first guests on this podcast. And believe it or not, scheduling's not easy it just hasn't worked out <laughs> people think that like because you know we're on instagram all the time and doing different things that our life's so cake and we can just do what we want when we want but not really it's not how it works not really <laughs> um one of the questions i was thinking about you ever do dumb interviews um one right now okay i was gonna say because if you haven't welcome to your first uh can you think like every time i go to a radio interview or, or anywhere and i can only imagine it's the same for you I get asked the dumbest questions, and and bless their hearts. So, so you're like you're the guy that like you run up, you slap the bull, and then like you run across the arena and you dive in the barrel. Right. Yeah. That's or, exactly what I do. Or or you hold a cape, like you you hold a red cape. Do you, do you not wear red? All that. Yeah. Stuff? You, you don't have a cape, like you don't you don't wave the cape around, and then like slap the bull in the face, and then run and dive in the barrel. Yeah. It's no. It's crazy, you know. But. Google is a great thing. But to, to that point, though, it gives us a chance to educate people about our sport. And then when they find out what you really do, it's way more intriguing, and maybe they'll watch. It's a, I mean, that the whole deal about it is we have to start building more fans and, and reaching out. So when people ask a goofy question, it, it's sometimes good to give them the full answer and, and let them know the difference. When I was a kid, they said there there are no dumb questions. I found out as an adult that that was a dumb statement. That's a very there's, dumb statement because there is dumb questions. <laughs> there are dumb questions, uh, but there's even dumber answers, and and that's typically what I give is, is dumb answers. <laughs> but speaking of dumb questions and dumb answers, I kind of hit you. I'm going to hit you on the spot with uh, a couple of things because we did a Cooper Tire signing. Was it yesterday or what? It whatever. Yesterday, and you had the biggest fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the lady really, really. She hated me. She loved you. She hated me. We didn't pay to hear or see you, Matt West. We came to watch these bull riders. What's funny about that is a year ago at the exact same signing, Clint Atkins and I videoed her complaining about Brandon Bates. Just went off. He's terrible. He's not good. Get him off. I don't want to watch him. And Clint videoed her cussing Bates. He needs duct tape over his mouth. Yesterday... I was just a little bit late on the phone deal because I wish I would have recorded this because this lady, y'all, I'm telling you, she tore Matt West head off. Like, she meant business. She was out for blood. She, well, the first thing was she said I talk too much. 
And that they didn't pay to watch you. Right. And they didn't pay to listen to me and or see me. And that you was way worse than Brandon Bates. Yeah. And I said, well, because I remembered her right away. And I said, and well. talking about a lady with a walker. Yep. Uh, Did she have oxygen? Oxygen. She, yeah, she had she oxygen. She had oxygen. Yeah. And her husband, you could tell he was not getting in between the business because she's going to say what she wants to say. And she very well did. Yeah, most guys, or a lot of guys would have been like, oh, honey, leave him alone. He's just doing his job. Not this guy. Uh-uh. He I'm knew better. He knew better. But anyways, I, I, I responded with knowing right away who she was and remembering her disdain for Brandon Bates. I said, well, at least I'm not Brandon Bates. To which she replied, you're worse. You're worse than him. You're way worse. So that was a real good confidence booster for me. Uh, I felt really good about it. Um, she hates me. And so I I really wanted to remind her, uh, ma'am, they pay me to talk about this sport. So anyways, but while we were sitting there, you and I were sitting together. And so I just put it out on Instagram and I said, uh, I was going to have Cody on the podcast and uh, hit me with some questions. So that being said. I have not looked at these until just now. I just pulled them up, and so I'm going to just randomly pick a couple of these. I, some of them, okay, I'm seeing right away. Some of them are pretty outlandish, but some of them are good. Uh, let's go with this one. What did you want to be when you were little? Man, I, it's it's back to the same same answer every time. You know, I I never had the, the dream of... Uh, you know, wanting to go be a pro baseball player or a football player, uh, never had the dream. It was just bullfighting. And I mean, from the time that I was just a baby, uh, bullfighting was on my mind. It was something I was trying to paint my face uh, like a clown at a very, very young age, uh, all the time getting, you know, mom's big old britches or whatever and putting on and running through the house. And it just, uh, one of them deals, you know, it was something that I wanted to do from, from the time I was a baby, there never was the day I went, hey, this is sounds fun, or hey, that looks cool, or it's just what I was going to do, and I think the, the good Lord put me on earth to, to be a bullfighter. How'd you get into it? <laughs> just, like I said, man, we, you know, my whole family rodeoed on both sides. Uh, my dad and all them rode bulls for, for a while. Uh, my mom and, and my aunt and everybody on my mom's side, they all ran barrels or uh, done something with horses you know so from the time i was just a baby i was in the arena dirt eating dirt and uh just one of them deals i mean we always went to the the rodeos around the house there and and from day one that's what i wanted to do is be a bullfighter frank kind of took a liking to you when you were young right how did you guys get connected well it's it's such a cool cool story because uh you know like i said from the time i was just a baby i wanted to be a bullfighter and then i i remember it till this day clear as it can be i uh i need to apologize to the the library Uh (laughs) at grade school because oh uh, no i may or may not have taken a book that (laughs) they had a they had a rodeo surely the statue of limitations had a rodeo series and nobody knows about this because i actually stole the book (laughs) but it's uh it had a rodeo series and it had frank uh Frank in that rodeo series book and had pictures of him fighting bulls and yeah. and everything at the the great Fort Worth stock show and rodeo and uh I took that book and needless to say I never I checked it out but I never checked it back in do you still have it and uh I do I actually do it's at my mom's place there it's uh just a little old cheap old book but uh it meant a lot to me you know and just having them bullfighting pictures in there and then fast forward a couple years uh it was 10 11 years old uh end up meeting dia which is frank's Mm -hmm. wife uh she was always around my family and stuff you know before i could remember or whatnot and so getting to meet frank there at paul's valley oklahoma uh you know we met right there and he was a great guy said hello talked to me for a while and then he said man i live just a couple miles down the road you know uh maybe next week we can get together so, you know, at this point, I was just a kid and just loved bullfighting. All I wanted to do is bullfighting. Yeah. Had all the kids in the neighborhood coming over and pushing my bullfighting dummy that we made. And uh, so, sure enough, Monday morning, I showed up. Frank's front porch had the bullfighting dummy and my pair of cleats. And he said, you really want to be a bullfighter? And I said, yes, sir. And uh, we got out in the front yard, and that old junky bullfighting dummy I had had some jagged edges on there. And when it was all said and done, I was laying on the ground bleeding, and uh, he said, you want some more? And I said, yes, sir, and we kept on going, and uh, that's where it started. That's crazy. I had a similar situation happen with Clint McSpadden, and, and 
I, I never grew up as a kid. I, like I was still, I was so awkwardly shy and I still am like in my real life. When you get me away from, from the PBR or rodeo, like I'm really, really You're a weirdo. I am. I'm a weirdo. I, I'm a, I can admit it though. Um, I was, so I never really wanted to do this as a kid, but once I started into, and, and I grew up going with my parents, my grandparents, the lazy E. So Clem McSpadden was a guy that I listened to through my whole childhood and similar situation. Somebody connected Clem and I, and then Clem was like, well, I'm in Chelsea, come by the office and, and I'll never forget, you know, going in the office for the first time and, and visiting with him and sitting there. It's, it's, it's crazy to think that your heroes can become your friends. And you've you've seen that, oh, hand in with, hand with first, Frank, first place. You know it, it's uh, and I'm thankful for it. You know, I'm, I don't know where I would be today if if I hadn't have met the guy and and been around him growing up. You know, and uh, he's taught me a lot more than just bullfighting. Did you have him sign the book? It's a it's a pretty cool. No, I don't even tell him I got that book. Why you? I I think that's cool. And I think <laughs> Frank's the guy that would love that story. Um. Is that is that against the rules? Is it against the rules to get autographs from like guys that you share a locker room with? Uh, I got I got a few autographs from him, but it's just uh, one of the deals, man. I it's, I it's, feel terrible for taking that book from the <laughs> you library, got a guilty conscience, I did, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, no, but I've seen like JB sign pictures for a lot of the bullfighters and stuff like. That. I think it's cool. I think. We get caught. We get so caught up in our own world that you know we work here. We're a part of this, and it's it's easy for me because I get to do the broadcasting with Ride Pass and everything. So it's easy for me to still be a fan. But I forget sometimes that you know I'm sitting at the lunch table with you know Ty Murray and Justin McBride and Cody Lambert. I mean some of the great, some of the Flint. You know I used to, I used to buy tickets to these events to go watch guys like Flint. And now. We're yeah, sitting here. We are getting to work the same arena with him. I mean, yesterday uh, during the perf, right, right as we're starting, like it kind of had a, I had a moment, you know, that uh, one of them deals of I'm out there warming up and I see see Flint, I see Frank, I see Jesse, I see the whole crew and everything that's going on, and uh, you know, it was just kind of a cool moment for me because, like you say, going to Lazy, going to these PBRs different events when I was a kid these are the guys that I seen and then you know now I get to go down to Marietta and hang out with JW Hart yep Justin McBride yep uh Ross Coleman you know all the all the greats when I was growing up that were my my idols you know even though I didn't want to be a bull rider but them guys are still my heroes you know so well, getting to see these guys be around these guys and be around them it's uh every day is just a dream come true and I think that's why you and I are are so close we gravitate towards each other quite often because we uh we have kind of the same mentality and the same mindset so uh, when it comes to things like that so it's just a neat it's a neat neat deal getting to be around your your heroes and hey there is that old saying you're sometimes you're better off to never meet your heroes that's right but i've got to meet a bunch of my heroes that are really really cool people i got to meet hulk hogan several times wrestlemania <laughs> i i got to meet hulk hogan several times and Man, he couldn't be cooler. Like he's he's he was such a good guy, such a nice guy. There's a Hulk Hogan story, and I don't know if you got to don't listen. don't don't. Yeah, I don't know if you got to listen to the Brad Narducci and Dan James podcast, but there's a Hulk Hogan story that Brad Narducci has that is better than any story I'll ever have. Let's let's. Uh, <laughs> I like this one. Uh, has he ever been to Westfit, or does he plan to go to Westfit? That's my gym, man. We, we got to get know, you. There. I I haven't had a chance to stop by the the gym just yet. Uh, but that being said, I started this business, and you started your apparel company. So a little entrepreneurship, kind of about the same time. Yeah, I don't know about an apparel company. Uh, it's just a a brand of myself, and ended up getting rolling uh you know just one of them deals of wanting to take a step of faith out on my own uh you know and it's been a long hard road uh there's been a lot of a lot of trials a lot of errors uh, i'm not gonna get off into real deep details but it's been a it's been a trying time people don't understand but, that that how hard and not just starting a new business or starting anything like that but like don't miss don't misunderstand this we have the greatest life in the world like I truly there's no doubt about that. This is not the easy. best that there is, but it is not easy. And, and everything you see on Instagram is not like it's it's, it's yeah, not perfect. No, no. I mean, Instagram, we're always happy, we're always glad, but 
uh, one thing about it when you're when you're out grinding and doing the things that we have to do day in and day out uh, there is days that are very trying but I'll tell you when it really slapped me in the face and realized that what I was doing was working is last year when I rolled into the Cheyenne Frontier days mm-hmm. uh, walk rolling in there with my gear bag for the first performance there and here comes about eight or nine little kids uh either between all of them they either already had all my t-shirts or my ball caps and the ones that didn't have anything that's why they were chasing me down because they wanted to get their buddies some gear isn't that crazy so it was just such a cool cool deal to be rolling into the daddy of them all shine frontier days my favorite rodeo of the year and bam here's eight nine little kids Mm -hmm. wanting some webster gear you know what's what's gotten me is in the similar situation is I've had people tag my gym on Instagram in Japan. Why were they in Japan? Because they're a part of our United States military. I've had people tag my gym in Afghanistan because they were part of the military. I got a flag, and I, while I was gone last weekend, my, my mom calls me, and she says, you got a package here. Um, you want me to open it? And I said, yeah, go ahead. And so she opens it, and it's a certificate, a letter, and a flag. And, you know, this the documentation, this flag flew in Iraq in honor of, and that had me and my gym. And, dude, I wanted to cry. Like, that is the most incredible thing that, I mean, forget about the bank account. Forget about the cool people we get to hang out with. Like, that to me, I think, might be the coolest thing that I, I've ever received. And we've Somebody got thinking cool a lot of you, and that's, yeah. that is very, very cool. And without the servicemen and women... There's no way we'd be getting to no. do anything that we like to do. Absolutely not. Here's another one. Uh, how often do you fish? Do you fish? Are you? Are you? A- My wife is a avid fisher gal. Really? Uh, she loves fishing, and she whoops all of us when we go fishing. But uh, it's back to the same deal. I don't. I don't get to do a lot of fishing uh, i like to go hunting when i can but it's it's very hit and miss uh between my heavy schedule that i got yeah. and being there at the ranch you know we're running a bunch a bunch of cattle now uh and it's it's expanded a lot in the last couple months because we've gotten to put together our own fighting expanded herd. this week you just told and me about yeah, a bunch yeah of we expanded this week too so uh between all the fighting cows and bulls and the commercial cows and and everything that we got going it's a pretty pretty hectic schedule you you love that like you've got a passion for the for the fighting bulls don't you and i it's it's something that i've really really intrigued me since i was a kid and uh you know i had a a, a gentleman there that lived there by us that had their own buck and bulls and everything and so that's how the everything that we got to do as far as doing the bull schools was I was helping this guy out buck his stock, and then in return, everything that didn't buck, we'd get to use for the bull schools. Right. Well, long story short, <clears throat> that guy has uh, moved on and sold out. So, if I wanted to keep the bull school alive, it was have to make my own moves and get our own stock. And just within a couple short months, we've got a really, really great set of cows and young heifers put together. And I'm excited about the bull schools. Have you officially retired from freestyle bullfighting? Uh, we haven't talked about this and. You just kind of, I have, and uh, it's, I, I don't, I don't say I've retired, you know, when I, when I get the itch real bad or whatever, I'll, I'll load something there at the house and we'll, we'll get around something. But, you know, just this year at San Antonio alone, we, uh, we had to sell the rodeo with the fighting bull. So as far as retiring from freestyle bullfighting, I'd say that's a negative. It's just, I've got so many great protection and, and cowboy protection jobs going on and lined up uh you know you have a great bullfight you're still sore the next day and i know we get really sore protecting cowboys but it's uh this is how i make my living and and this is what i like doing at brad narducci wants to know who's a better freestyle bullfighter brad narducci or weston rakowski i would have (laughs) to say brad I think Weston's probably more decorated, but Brad's far more entertaining. <laughs> Way more entertaining. And, I mean, the, the video that Brad Narducci has up of his bullfight, that was Crooked Nose back when he had two horns. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. he was bad. That that explains it. Um, I, I couldn't see the bull in that video. It must have been well, shot Brad from a weird angle. so many moves, yeah. yeah, but that was Crooked Nose when he had two horns. That That's so fast. Uh, we got people that just keep coming in this room looking at us. Especially Jen. They're going to kick. 
They're going to kick us out. There's going to be a really awkward part in this podcast where it just stops, and then all of a sudden we kick back into the conversation. But it's okay. It's all good. It's It's okay. You've you've moved over now, and you're doing a lot of more like TV oriented stuff, and you're comfortable in it. Like you know, you've been hanging out with us on Ride Pass uh, when you're here, and you're really good at it. But I'm going to assume that very similar to me, it's not something you really had in mind. No, I uh, I would have to say doing the the commentating and being on the camera uh is definitely not something I've seen in my future at all. But it's like anything. I'm a fan of the sport. I really enjoy just getting to be around the atmosphere. I love fighting bulls and and if there's something that I can give to the people that'll build our our community, it it's worth it. We've accepted it because neither one of us like being in front of people. I don't like big groups. I don't I don't like cameras. Um but I live in front of one every weekend. I, and like I I love my job. It's it's so weird. It's almost like Jekyll and Hyde. Like I hate everything about what I'm doing as far as the cameras and you know being in front of groups, but I love it. And it's hard to explain to somebody. It's growing on me. I don't know if I just absolutely love it, but it's growing on me. But it's, like I said, it's just cool to be a part of the scene, be a part of the crew, and and really see the the other side. There's a lot more to rodeo or bull riding than just rodeo or bull riding. Right. So. Um, I'm trying to look through. There's, there's a lot of them here. There's a lot of Dale Brisby questions that, you know, want to know different things about Dale Brisby and, and about you hanging out with him. He's a character. Dale is a really, really cool guy. Uh, if you ever get the chance to hang out with the best of all time, he's uh, definitely the one you want to be around because he's entertaining but such a great down-to-earth cool person. He's a good human. He's a great, great person. And, and that's one thing that like has been consistent in this podcast is everybody that I've had on this podcast is a good human. And I've everybody that I consider a real friend – that's the one thing they have in common. It's just the values, man. It's back to, to you know, the cowboy way, you know, stepping up every day, doing the right thing, even when it's not going to benefit you or, so to say, be good for you. But, you know, you got to do the right thing. And uh, Dale is a lot of – I've got to owe him a lot of my success for my brand and getting things rolling and off the ground. And as busy as he is, he's never too busy to, to help me out or answer any of my questions. Let's talk about a not-so-great human real quick. Um, we really pissed smash off the other day. (laughs) Okay. She's, she's awesome. I can't tell her, but she's one of my favorite people ever, but we made her mad the other day talking about her on uh, the broadcast. She gets a little upset. TV time is one of the deals that, uh, really gets to her. Yeah. Uh, interviews. She's more reserved than we are, but she, uh, she said you did a really good job this weekend. So she wanted me to tell you that. That's good. That's good. She, how did you guys meet? And we went to school together. We uh, back in the day. high school. Yeah, she was always too good for me in high school. But aren't they all? Uh, aren't they all? But no, I uh, went to school with her and uh, just always stayed connected. And here we are. And you guys have been married for how long? Going on three years. But it works because she loves the the bull business and the fighting bulls. She's the ranch as much it. as you. Yeah, do. she. We got to haul our bulls to San Antonio Rodeo this year, and she got to flank. Uh, the first fighting bulls that's been in that building uh, for the rodeo in 20-something years. So it was just a cool, cool deal for her to be a part of it. And I'm not going to lie, when you're standing out there getting ready to nod and fight fight a fighting bull and your wife's flanking, uh, getting hooked <laughs> is the last thing that you really want to have happen because that's you're hilarious. not going to live that one down. That's hilarious. It's like being a stock contractor or a bull owner. If, if you get bucked off, this is a whole different deal because – it could hurt you. But yeah, it, it could wipe me out and be soared up. But I told her, I said, you wipe me out, you're sleeping on the couch because I ain't putting up with it. Do you think she ever uh, thought about, like, you know, staying loose and maybe taking it easy on you? No, absolutely not. even not. a little bit, huh? Not even a little bit. Um, speaking of Smash, it's crazy because I feel like as much as little ones look up to you, there's a lot of girls out there that look up to her. Yeah, it, a lot. it's it's such a cool deal. You know, everybody thinks that social media is going to be the the end of end of time, end of this, end of that. And you know, I'm I'm a firm believer that you had better get with the program because if you don't get with the program, you're going to be left behind. So I think uh, I think it's a great tool if you use it for a positive purpose. 
Uh, could it be a bad deal? Absolutely. Absolutely. But for people to see myself, people to see Ashley and doing the things that we're doing, uh, the team that we are and just everything that we've got going, going on, you know, uh, it's, it's such a cool deal that how many young girls reach out to her and and ask for, you know, just advice on life in general or, or anything. But at that, at that same point, you know, it's just cool that we can touch people. One of the questions that uh, came in on Instagram was goals. What were your goals when you got started and have you attained all your goals or do you have new ones? Man, I, you know, I've always had goals. Uh, I wanted to make the, you know, like I've got a, a resume or a resume that, that I made when I was like 11 or 12 years old. Uh, and it was kind of a cool story is I was in Las Vegas at the PBR finals, mm-hmm. uh, two years ago. And the gentleman that I was hanging out with at the time that helped me build that resume when I was just a kid, uh, on the goals line it said what you know like what is my goals and i wanted to work the nfr and the pbr world finals by the time i was 21 years old really and uh why did i say 21 why did pbr nfr this but for some odd reason that was my goal and that's what i wanted to do and fast forward been the nfr three four times at this point uh pbr finals two three times at this point and this gentleman brought me this paper uh put a put a wrap on it uh, framed it and done everything and that cool it's 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 in my coffee table at the house now i had a bet with one of my best friends from high school once i started announcing you know we we were kind of talking one day and i was like i want to do the pbr finals and and i always got the same thing when when i was at home you know all the people i grew up with uh, it's a pipe dream you'll never do that whatever and i made a a pretty outlandish bet with a buddy of mine once i got going i said you know what i'll do the pbr finals before i'm 30 well, guess what? A bastard still owes me money because <laughs> we did it. Paid. We did it. He ain't paid. He ain't but... paid, but he's come out to Vegas to watch me. Yeah, you know, definitely. Which is even more payment for me because it's, it's just a cool journey. You it know? is, man. And like people, people ask, well, you know, in my mind, oh, you've been in the NFR six times. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I. It, it hasn't. I mean, that's how crazy time flies now at this point in life and, and the things that I'm getting to do. Uh, it's just every day wanting to wake up and, and be the best that I can be at my job. But it's uh, six times the NFR, five times the people world finals. Uh, that's The goals hasn't changed. Still trying to just obtain of being the best that I can be going down the road you know doing doing the job that i love and been blessed to do i always wanted to be on the announce team at the pbr finals my my goal and i can i can admit this my goal was to be on the announce team of the finals more than anybody else in history and i knew brandon bates was my competition and then all of a sudden this new opportunity came up with ride pass to be on the streaming network and and to go into more of a tv role and I took the opportunity, and, and so now I know that that, that goal is probably not going to be attainable, but I love this new journey that I'm on. And now I, I've transitioned that, and I've set bigger goals. That's were, it. Were there you things to keep that, building. Were there goals that you had that you never achieved? And I, uh, about everything that I've ever wanted to set out and do in bullfighting, uh, I've got to I've got to accomplish. You know, I've, from a young young age, I I went and either had a flip phone or a big old old school VCR recorder or whatever the case would be, going to the Ada Bullfights, the freestyle bullfighting in Ada, Oklahoma, Rex Dunn's World Championship Bullfights. And from the time I was just a baby, I was filming those, and I had to make sure I get it filmed because I had to have something to watch for another six months till the bullfights came back around. And, you know, I, I remember – you know, wanting to be there, wanting to want to be in the bullfights. Just a kid wanting to be in the bullfights. And I was 15 years old the first time that I got my chance to go to 8 Oklahoma and had to have my mom sign waivers and everything. And I was 15 and I was an alternate. Yeah. So the week before in a football game, I uh, took a helmet to right above my ankle and broke my leg bone. So I'm walking around, limping around, hurting. I know I broke that leg, but... Uh, at the time, Frank had got me the position to be a alternate. Uh, talked to Rex Dunn, Stanley Foster with the committee there, and I go to the bullfights and I can't even drive. Got to have my buddy drive me over there, and so we go over. And Friday night, we're sitting in a box with the bullfighters, and man, I'm thinking, dang, this is cool. I get to hang out with these bullfighters. I get to be a part of this scene, and 
I don't even have to fight a bull. Yeah. I'm just getting to hang out with these guys. How cool is this? And in the instant that I thought that, four guys gets wiped out so bad. Oh, no. So a guy gets wiped out, first guy, and I'm like, okay, you know, he's probably going to be all right. He'll be able to go tomorrow. Second guy gets plum mucked out. He's not coming back tomorrow. A third guy gets wiped out. He's not coming back tomorrow. And then a fourth guy gets wiped out right in front of us. And this guy's got his nose hooked by the bull, like blood's going everywhere. Like it's it's scary. And in that instant, I go, oh, God. <laughs> I'm the only alternate. There's four guys hurt. I'm in tomorrow. Oh, and you're hurt. And I've got a broke leg. So... I uh, go home that night, and I'm thinking, Lord, what did I get myself into? What what did I get myself into? I've got a broke leg. Here I am. Four guys are wiped out. I'm getting in the bullfights tomorrow. What am I doing? Didn't sleep. Not a wink. Uh, wake up the next morning, and my phone's ringing. It's a Warrico, Oklahoma number. Well, the only person I ever thought lived in Warrico, Oklahoma was Rex Dunn, right. and it was Rex Dunn. He said, hey, Cody boy, this is Rex. Uh, you know, we, we had some guys get wiped out last night, and uh, you're the only alternates from what I hear, and uh, I need you to be at the arena at 5 o'clock. Yes, sir, Rex, I'll be there. I'll be there. So I'm calling, and I'm nervous as a cat on hot barn barn tin roof, and, and it's just one of them deals of all day I'm just fretting because Friday night is when they run all the young bulls. Bulls that ain't got as many outs, right. don't have as much experience, uh, a lot easier to get by. Saturday night, uh, at this certain time of of Rex's career, you know, all the dinosaurs were still around, all the big bad cats that, yeah. you know, I grew up from the time I was a baby, the same set of bulls was going. So it was just a scary, scary moment. And I get there at the arena, I go meet Rex Dunn, and uh, Rex said, Cody, I, I'm, I've got two – two pins that I'm going to fill. He said, I've got pin three, which is some younger Mexicans. They're going to be extremely fast, but they're younger. And I've got pin five, which is going to be them, them old Mexicans. Uh, still got a lot of heat, but they, they know the game. He said, which one do you want? I said, shoot Rex. I, I don't know. Whatever you think's best for me. I, whatever. He said, well, how about we put you in this pin three? These younger bulls. Now, they're going to be fast. They're going to be extremely fast. But they're not going to have a wits that them old bulls has got. Let's put you in there. I suggest Sarah Rex. That'll work. Yeah, whatever you say, boss. I mean, whatever you say. So, there's not a feeling in the world of listening to John Conley and getting ready to die at the eight of bullfights. <laughs> and... That's where I was at, putting on my gear, got on my ankle brace. I taped my ankle, put my ankle brace on, trying to do whatever I could just to lock out that ankle and, and lower leg bone just to keep it from turning. And uh, we cracked the latch, and, and we get rocking and rolling. I can go to my left all day. There's It don't hurt me. I can push off that leg. I'm not pivoting on it, and I'm feeling great. I step out of it to go back the other way, and them bones are broken there, and they oh. they kind of scratch against each other, and uh, bout passed out in the middle of the bullfight right there. Oh. Made one round that direction, changed her back up, and I went left the whole entire like a NASCAR bullfight. race, just keep turning left whole entire bullfight, and uh, end up putting on a really good bullfight. I was in the pen with Evan Allard, one of my best friends, yeah. growing up, and he I put on a great bullfight. Went left the whole time, but put on a great bullfight. Got him on the barrel, get him off the barrel, jump him, sell it. I'm really? 88 points. With a broken leg. With a broke leg. 88 points. And Evan Allard walks up. I'm thinking, hell, he's going to say, hey, great job, whatever. Man, he killed it, whatever. He goes, you son of a blankety, blankety, blank, gives me a cussing. Why? I was like, what? Why? Well, I'm an alternate. There's no way that I can get into the short round. There's no way that I can go for the money. I'm just going for the round. Well, Evan... Won the round the night before. Now we're we're in the same round together. And instead of letting him have an easy buy and he's going to the short round for sure, now he's got to go be 89-90. Yep. 
And till this day, this is one of the best bullfights I've ever seen Evan Allard put on was Mr. Smooth and Evan Allard. Yeah. Uh, he ended up going 90 and a half on Mr. Smooth. Hey. And and win the round and goes on to win the bullfight. That's what you do, man. But it was cool. That's that's why we always talk about you surround yourself with people that you want to be like. You know, you if you want to be Winners run with winners. Hey, the great nature boy Ric Flair said it best. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And you if somebody's better man. than you, then you've got to step your game up. And it... It was just a cool moment, that you is know, cool. for Evan Allard to, to have to go be 90, 90 and a half and win the round to go into the short go wins the event. But something that I want to touch on real quick for the guys with that sent in for the goals or getting started or doing the things you do, the people that you always hear of, well, I ain't going to the NFR until I make it. Right. Well, I'm not going to go watch the PBR World Finals till I make it. Right. I'm not going to go. That is the biggest joke that i have ever heard because when you go when you're passionate about what you do and you want to go be a winner and this is really the the path you want to take for life when you go set at them kind of events and and you watch it from the stands Mm -hmm. i remember being at the at the in las vegas at the south point casino and two years before i made the my first trip to the nfr had been 2011 uh, just a kid on my permit, but in Vegas, going to the convention, blah, blah, blah. And I remember standing in one of them them rooms watching that and said, you know what, I'm going to be there. And it was a moment in my, my life that that's where I was going. And go to, a couple nights later, you go watch that event, and you're saying, I'm, I'm going, that's where I'm going to be standing in a couple years, right there. I'm gonna work. There's. I'm gonna work so hard. That's where I'm gonna get. Yeah, is right there. And I did the same thing at the PBR World Finals. I went and watched a perf, and it inspired me. Mm-hmm. This is where I want to go. I don't want to be at these amateur rodeos around the house. Right. I don't want to be going up and down the road to these podunk events. But you did them, and you used them. But to I get did to where them. I sure did. But I always had that burning desire of what I saw. And when you put yourself in that moment, and you can visualize yourself down there doing your job. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to get out and chase it and grind your face off. And I did the same thing, and I get it all the time. Well, you just, you know, you went straight to people don't see that I quote unquote paid my dues. I had a trailer with speakers and I set up my own sound, played more music while I announced. I did rodeos that there weren't 11 people sitting in the crowd, but I did those with the ultimate goal to get to the point where we are today. That being said, I also bought tickets, spent my own money, and went and sat in the crowd as a fan trying to learn as much as I could because I, I loved it, I enjoyed it, I wanted to be a part of it, and I wanted to learn. Well, this this sport, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. That's right. So if you think it's a quick That's turn, with life, though, man. That, I mean, that's with anything in life. Like, you're going to get out of life what you put into it. If you if you think it's going to be an easy route and you take the easy route, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to go any further than where you started. But if you Put your time, be a, a student of the craft of what you're wanting to be, where you're wanting to go. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities right now for bullfighters. I and have, a guy has got to get out there and give it all you've got, every bull, and don't take no for an answer. Well, and I go back to the original question about goals is because you said you, you've basically attained every goal that you ever set for yourself. I'm very much the opposite. Because when I started announcing, I had really three main goals. One of my goals was to announce the ACRA finals, uh, a local uh, regional association close to the house. Never got to do the ACRA finals. My other goal was to do the IFR, IPRA's you know finals rodeo in Oklahoma City State Fair Arena. Never got to do the IFR. And my third goal, which I thought was probably a pipe dream, was to do one of the Built Ford Tough Series PBRs. Built Ford Tough at the time, now Unleash the Beast. My goal was to do one of them. I got to do my first one in 2007. I didn't do the IFR and I didn't do the ACRA Finals, but I did get my first PBR World Finals buckle in 2010, and I've been involved in that event every year since then. And so I say that not to, not to boast or, or, or brag about the things I've been able to accomplish, but to say when you set your goals – just because you don't reach your goals doesn't mean that life can't be a hundred times better. Yeah. Because what I'm what I've I didn't reach my goals. I didn't get to do those things I wanted to do. 
but I've got to do things that were so far beyond. Exactly. You never know putting in the effort, putting in the time, the opportunity that you're going to get. Like you said, you may miss out on some of them first goals, but you're going to get to go on down the line and go do bigger and better and greater things. That's right. And for me, it was almost like a ladder, you know. I wanted to work the IFR. Yep. Set my goal out to go to the IFR. This is the, a kid growing up, seeing the McCoys, seeing seeing everything that went on, all the IPRA radios around my house. That's where I wanted to be. Right. And I ended up getting to achieve that goal. But the moment that that goal was over, I was on to the next one, the TCRA finals, yeah. working for Alan McCloy, driving to Roby, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, not making enough money to pay my way back home. So I took a cotton candy machine, whirl cotton candy in the back of a horse trailer and go sell during the perf. What? In order to have enough money to get my, my diesel tank full to get back home. That's uh, crazy. Work the TCRA finals. Move on. I want to go win all these bullfights. Go do the things that I want to do in the freestyle bullfighting game. I achieve that. And then the NFR and the PBR finals was on the radar. It's where I wanted to go. And did I ever see it coming at such a young age? Absolutely not. But the hard work, the determination, and the grit was always there. And when that opportunity met, you've got to go blow down the door. I tell people all this all the time, and, I, and I'm not saying this to float your ego, but I think Cody Webster is going to be remembered as a bullfighter in, in that world as one of, if not the greatest of all time, uh, with names like Joe Bumgardner, who I, I think is unreal. Um, guys, Joe that, paved the way. Joe was a guy though, that man? had our style and our our way about things that really stepped out there and paved the way for us guys. Joe's a Hall of Famer, and all the accolades and all the accomplishments he's had, and I still don't think he gets. Um, the respect the he deserves, he should. Yeah, because he's the first guy that ever told me, you know, if I'm doing my job, you won't notice me. And then I started really starting to pay attention because, you know, I love watching bullfighters and there's an art to it. And Bumgardner had that art down as good as anybody that's ever done it. A guy that could slide in there and work a hang up smoother than anyone mm-hmm. I've ever seen, uh, get through some really ranked bulls and not ever get wiped out. But when it come down to putting his his body on the line, when it, it come down to taking a shot, he never backed up. No, nope. and and that went all the way to his very last appearance of the World Finals. <laughs> yeah. Shot in the face, knocked out. Yep, bad deal. But such a such a a pioneer of the industry. Um, I say that about remembering you as a bullfighter. I want to know from Cody Webster how you want to be remembered as a man. How do you want people a hundred years to now to look back and and talk about Cody Webster? it it's one of them one of them things like the buckles the accolades the the money everything that i'm getting to do is very very awesome but my passion is giving back to the sport that has taken care of me my whole life it's the only thing that i know how to do and uh for the little kids you know i was that kid at one time stealing books from the library the kid that was getting the autographs the kid that uh essentially rodeo and bullfighting probably saved my life uh there's no telling where i'd have went or path i'd have been on uh without rodeo and just giving back to the kids you know that's i don't want to ever want to be too good for a young kid i don't ever want to be the guy that uh was too good for too cool for school you know and that's my biggest deal is when I'm done and be able to hang my hat up and say, you know, man, that Webster, he he always had time for them kids. He always had time to for the, the less fortunate. And yeah. that's where I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep my nose on the grindstone. And, and if the good Lord wants me to keep keep rocking and rolling, that's what we're going to do and, and keep just giving back to the future. I've always been a firm believer that if we can get a, get a kid hooked by a bull, Instead of getting hooked by drugs or that's right a bad bad path of life, uh, I think the world would be a lot better if there's a lot more a lot more cowboys and and rodeo kids. Well said, man. Well said. How do people keep up with you on social media if they want to? Congratulations, by the way, hundred thousand followers on Instagram. That's that's badass. Busted a hundred grand. That's yeah. awesome, man. But how do how do people if people are living under a rock right now? Where do they find you, man? Uh, just on Instagram, it's official Cody Webster. Yep. Uh, on Facebook, it's just Cody Webster, professional bullfighter. Uh, 
Google it, whatever you need to do, it'll pop up. It'll come on there. Hit the follow button. Uh, I'm trying to do a bunch of cool behind the scenes, different things that people don't get to see what we get to do. You know, the the driving all all night and then flying and being at the airport the, and the beauty just of the beauty of what, what we, we get to do. But you know, uh, is there an easier, better way to make a living? I'm sure there is, but there's it's 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 not a better life. It's freedom. It's getting to be out here, do what you love. I'm a firm believer that this is the greatest life that there is. And and I'm 100% a believer of this is the best life you get to live is being a rodeo cowboy. And the website to get the gear? It's CodyWebsterBullfighting.com. Uh, you can go check out my merchandise. You can go check out the bull school. I've got an online bull school to where if you're a kid in Brazil, you're a kid in Australia, you're wherever if you can't afford the money to come to one of my private camps you can't afford the money to travel but you've got a video on your phone you can email it to the cody webster bullfighting.com and i will then take that video break it down make a whole nother video that you can save to your phone uh just my opinion but giving you my points things that i think you could do a little bit better and uh also the live bull schools are on there as well dates and everything that's going on so with the wait list that we've got i don't have enough stock so we're going to keep on rocking and rolling but i've got a bull school coming up next month may 21 22 23 and uh the spots are full but i'm looking forward to, to getting to teach some trying to give back man trying giving to back that's awesome that's awesome well uh make sure you get your gear get online follow cody on social it, it's fun it's fun to to feel like we're all part of the journey and i'm lucky that that i actually am i'm i'm proud to call you a friend i appreciate you doing this i love you and smash to death and uh let's go have some fun let's go kick it out it's championship sunday billings montana let's go light them up we'll do it there you go everybody that is cody webster hopefully you guys enjoyed that i cannot stress and say enough positive things about cody and his wife smash um gonna have to get smash on the podcast maybe give her her own episode she's that cool uh, I think you guys really enjoy that. So I teased a little bit of a giveaway at the beginning of the show. Here's what I want you to do. If you're not already following me on Instagram, it's easy. Matt L. West. You want to know what the L stands for? Too bad. Matt L. West on Instagram. I'm going to post a picture of me wearing a Cody Webster shirt and Cody wearing a Westfit shirt. And all you need to do is like the post and comment tagging two people. That's right. Just down in the comments, tag two people. That's it. That's all you got to do. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you up with some West Fit gear. Send you some Cody Webster gear as well. Um, just to show you guys that we appreciate you listening to the podcast. We appreciate all the orders that are coming in. So Matt LOS on social media, check it out. Make sure you tag two people in the comments. I'm gonna hook some people up with some cool gear. We're going to do that, and we're going to come right back here in a week's time with another episode of Matt West. Now, thank you guys so much for listening. Love you guys. You're the best. Catch you next time.